All right, welcome in. It is episode 75 of the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. We've got Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. The Twins are in a big series, home, 11-game homestand. We got the NBA playoffs underway, and I'm back from Mexico. It's just Ethan and I, because Grant and I just swapped. He, uh, he is currently in Mexico, so it's just Ethan and I holding down the fort today, the two best-looking guys of in the podcast. So really we the got the pride of Wilmer and the pride of Dickinson. What's that? Really the only two that hold it together. That's This is true. No offense, this Grant. is true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm back from Mexico. Uh it was it was a good trip. I I, I haven't even told you guys about the uh, I wanted to save it for for the episode, but did you my flight No. No, oh, not even close. That's good. No, I didn't leave the resort. I see what I did was I hung out at the pool bar, hung out at the beach hung out on the balcony of my hotel room and that was about it. So it was a pretty, uh, pretty relaxing, pretty relaxing vacation the way they should be. Doesn't sound terrible. No, it was, it was great. Uh, the flights were interesting. So, you know what? I texted you, um, texted you that, uh, the over under on how many people will stand up once the plane lands that first flight. That was that was the best flight, best behaved flight as far as that goes. So, oh, wow. yep, get into Dallas and go. I had to go like one, one terminal over. Not a huge thing, and I right. had like probably about an hour and a half. Had a had my first Whataburger experience. It's decent. It's not fantastic, but it's decent. It it's decent. Put a lot of mustard on the burgers. That was, uh, I don't know if that's for everyone, but I was surprised by that one. And it it was good. It wasn't the best burger. I would take In-N-Out over Whataburger. But go and then start boarding and get on the plane. And as soon as we get up in the air, these people behind me start clapping. No, geez. Why? I don't know. And then as we land, of course, they clap. Because why would they? Wouldn't they? And then as soon as we get to the terminal, everybody like, like I, I said, like eight people. There was like, this was a pretty big flight too. There was probably about like, probably half of the flight that just decided they were going to stand up. It's like, what are you, what are you standing up for? Where are you going? You're not going anywhere. You can't make, sit down. And then the guy behind me that was, he gets on the phone and he's talking to somebody. And he's like, you, you don't have your passport. Are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? Oh yeah. I think I love, he he didn't have his passport on his, he might like fell out of his, must've fell out of his bag pocket or whatever in between his connecting flight. So it was on his connecting flight or something. And they had to, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if they got into the country or not, or what the situation was, but you imagine that. Oh my God. But, you know, when when you clap when the plane gets into the air, you clap when the plane lands and you stand up, you know, there's some type of poetic justice to that. Yeah. And then Ooh. and then on the way there or from Cancun to Dallas, nobody claps, but I was sitting next to this couple and they had like kitty, I couldn't have been more than a year and a half old. 
and he was uh, he was he was restless. He was kicking. He was pounding the uh, seat in the guy on the, the in front of him. He was opening and shutting the window. He thought that was the what? coolest thing ever. And How old is this guy? He this kid. He, I mean, he was little. He was sitting. He just had to sit on his parents' okay, lap. Okay, so he's just a little guy. Okay. Yeah, and you know, you feel bad for. I feel felt bad for the kid. Felt bad for the parents because kid can't get up and walk around or run anywhere. Right. And then as as soon as the plane lands, he decides to fall asleep. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And, but that that also, it was ridiculous the amount of people that just stood up and then they waited. And like, I look back, I'm pretty sure there wasn't like an empty seat behind me. They were all standing there waiting like, you guys ain't going before me. Right. And then there's one dude behind me. As soon as we get like off the terminal... He's like sprinting around me, like trying to get through. And then I somehow pass him and get up. And all of a sudden there's just a huge line trying to get into customs. And luckily it was like, I got, we got it. I got in like two and a half hours before my next flight, but I probably spent an hour and a half in in the customs line, just waiting to get through. And I didn't have anything, but you have to go through there to get, to get back into your. So I had like an hour and by the time I get there, they're already boarding and get in. And then this lady, this couple in front of me, and they had two young kids too. And they are just airing out their dirty laundry, like about the entire trip. She was like dropping F-bombs, swearing at him, calling him a pile of shit, like all this. Oh, wow. And I'm like. Very fun. Right before vacation. Right on vacation. As they're going home. And oh, I'm like. Going home. Yeah, and like it, it was like a full fledged like fight with each other, and I'm like, do you guys? And and, and and they had like they had two kids that are probably like four and like one, two. Ugh. So it's like you're swearing in front, of, like, geez. And then also like there were like four or five people, and this was a pretty small flight, and so like it was so small, like the overhead bins they wouldn't fit like a carry on suitcase. Yeah. So like we had to put everything under or everything went underneath and there were like four or five people that sprinted straight to the front of the, of the plane to try to get out. It's like, can't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. Just wait. And you're waiting for your luggage too. And that took like a half hour to get like after like all the regular check bags too. So it was like everything they got was deserved. I got back at like 11 or so and went to work the next day. It was fine. But, but the Definitely trip was fun. The uh, I met met a met a handful of people from Ohio. Had some fun conversations with them. Uh, there was this, yeah. What are the Ohio they, State uh, fans? Uh, so one of them was not actually. There was one oh. one guy I met the first night. He was at the uh, sports bar that they have at the resort, and the uh, the Cavs Knicks game was on, and he was watching. He came and just sat next to me, and we just kind of started talking. And I was like, oh, so you're a Cavs fan? And he goes, yeah. He's like, I'm like, oh, okay, so you're probably an Ohio State fan too. No, I'm a Michigan fan. Turns out his mom or his Sunday school teacher was Bo Schembechler's mom. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then so our last day, our last day in the pool, um, I, we run into him and they're like, and the we were hanging out with his group because a couple of other guys I met that were from Ohio, they were like huge. They were from like the Cincinnati area, 
area. Okay. Or no, they were Columbus. They're from Columbus. Huge Bengals fans. And okay. Grant's uh, best it, Yep, definitely. And uh they all kind like the Ohioans, they kind of like they're all just kind of a cult. And they're like, oh yeah, OH. And I'd go, NO. And then <laughs> Uh, they're like, well, one of them is a Michigan fan, and I remember the guy's name. I go, oh, Lance? And they're like, yeah. And then, then sure enough, he comes over, and we give each other five. Like, how's it going, man? And, That's fantastic. And then there was another dude. He was had a, he had a Guardians hat on. They are not fans. They get very, very upset if you refer to them as the Guardians. They, they, they almost insane. quit being fans. Which it, it is them. that they're like I would have I would have walked out I would have walked out. They said that uh, when they they've they'll go to a few game like four or five games every year, and they say they can count on one hand the amount of people who actually have Guardians gear on. Oh yeah, it's it's all Indian stuff. Still, let's be real. Yeah, no one gives. And a he shit. was he was uh, he was I, I shouldn't say buying shots. You could technically say that, but because it's all inclusive. For like like the entire pool, and wow, nice guy. They, and they and there were blue shots, and I was like, I got four thousand five hundred twenty three reasons to go blue. Was it and UV blue? I have no idea. Probably. And he goes, and he goes, okay, can't do any more blue shots. I was like, oh, why not? <laughs> but brutal. Yeah. Did you uh, did you get to watch any of the uh, Gopher spring game at all? Uh, I watched a little bit here and there. Um, defense left to be left some to be desired, which is fine. It's spring practice, whatever. Um, totally different offense, so don't mind the person getting shot outside right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, totally different offense. I mean, they're going to sling it. I, it's simple as that. They have their wide receivers now, which is kind of crazy to think that's their best skill position outside. It's not even close to the running back anymore. Like Elijah Spencer, the transfer from Charlotte. Dude is going to be a dude, probably the best receiver we've had since Bateman. Uh, Corey Crooms, wide receiver slot out of uh, – I want to say he transferred from Western Michigan, but he's probably going to be our best Is that the uh, Ohio State coach's son? I don't know. I don't okay. know. That's interesting. I one, know that. It was the old D coordinator before Knowles. Okay. Maybe. It could be. Uh, but then, I don't know, you still have Daniel Jackson, Brockington, who scored that uh, long touchdown versus Wisconsin to win it. He had like eight okay. catches for 192 yards and two touchdowns in the spring game. So, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. That's obviously the spring game. Like, it's not the same. But, uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think they could be – they could have a pretty explosive offense. Yeah. I, I think it's – yeah, they already had – they had theirs April 1 already. So, mm. there's uh, – yeah, they always, they always they always do theirs early because yeah, they always really have early. it on – they have it – because April 1 is Bo, Bo Schembechler's birthday, so they try to have it around that time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what they why they have it then. But uh, NDSU had theirs on Saturday. Um, it was more so just kind of a practice. They did some live drills. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see much of Cole Payton. Kind of a wasted spring for him. He got a – I can't remember. He had – Thumb injury. I don't remember if it was a broken or a sprain, but would have been nice to see him. Would have been good for his development as a passer, someone that could push Miller or give him a little bit, make him a little bit uneasy, kind of what have, they thought. He had FBS, FBS offers, did he not? Coming out of high school, Cole Payton? He, he had a uh, Nebraska offered late. 
I know. Okay. Uh, but I think he he had a few and. Uh, but uh, Cam, Cam, I thought looked good. He hit a couple of nice, nice anticipatory, anticip, anticipatory throws. Anticipatory. That's a hard word. It really it, is. It is, and it looked. You know, the receivers they look like they come. They're coming along. Uh, Bryce Lance, Trey's younger brother, had a touchdown in it. Uh, Eli Green, I think, is a name to keep an eye on in the receiver room. I know we talked about Zach Mathis being the, uh, being the guy. As far as like the tr- like number Reese. one, and get a West? no, that's uh Makai Collins. He's another that's one. He didn't guy. get okay. a whole lot. I didn't. We didn't see a whole lot of him. It it like I said, it wasn't a whole game, so they didn't do a lot of like drills. Right. But uh, just following like the Fargo media guys who've gone to a couple of their spring spring practices that weren't considered the spring game. They said he kind of jumps off the screen. Uh, Eli Green had a touchdown in the national title game. Uh, he looked really good. He kind of looked that Cam was uh, Cam was Cam's favorite target in on uh, on Saturday. Uh, we'll see what happens with the tight end position, but I think there's def there's going to be a, more question marks going into the year, but also an opportunity for these guys to. Uh, come along and develop. We'll see if they're able to add any more guys in the transfer portal. I think the running back room, I think missing Kobe, they're going to miss Kobe Johnson more than they're going to care to admit. He just had that explosive burst. I wish he would have came back. I don't know. He hasn't even signed with a team yet. I probably going to end up regretting it leaving, but, the portal. but I think right now with, uh, yeah, uh, Tameric Williams looks like he's, He's going to be the lead, the bell, the bell cow this year. And maybe they might, he might be the guy they kind of lean on towards to uh, kind of carry that load. Um, and we'll see what happens if uh, Cole Payton, uh, once he gets healthy, I'm sure he'll be a factor in the run game. And then they also moved, uh, they had Raja Nelson taking reps at running back. Okay. He's an athlete. Yeah. Like Phil North. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has uh, yeah. Lance's brother been doing anything or no? Uh, he, he, well, like I said, he had a touchdown in the spring game on Saturday. Uh, it's a, this is a big year for him. He's kind of in that fray of all those in those receivers in that mix of receivers. The class below him is, or the, uh, I guess two years below him that they brought in are, they are very, they're very high on or no, no, it is a year. Cause yeah, he's a redshirt sophomore. These guys are redshirt freshmen, but a, uh, this is a big year for him. I think if he doesn't start seeing the field, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves and goes goes to play somewhere else. Like but I mean, he had a yeah, yeah. Um, he could have. He had a nice little curl route to go for a touchdown. Um, what are you? It's uh, it's a mix for my whiskey. Oh, gotcha. It's very there you hard go. to open. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry, I was a little odd, but. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. I think he's going to be in the mix. I think he's going to have to have a big summer to really establish himself. But that's the that's the beauty of NDSU offseason programs. It does does do wonders, and hopefully, he can figure out a way to get on the field and contribute. Looking forward so, to it. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Did you get to watch the uh, Wolves game last night? Uh, I watched, I think maybe a little bit of the second quarter. Um, but that's honestly about it. I haven't really followed that much 
watched more of the wild game last night than anything. Watched the first two periods. Oh uh, God, was that ugly? Yeah, they, when I turned it off, it was two nothing, and then I just stopped watching. I, I didn't really get. I know then went two one, and then I don't know what happened after that. I fell asleep. Watching yeah, and then the but, uh, stars scored again. Well, in the second period, because I think I I, I watched mo- pretty much all of the second period where they had three breakaways and they came away with yeah, no goals. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Like, <laughs> at that point, after the second one, I'm like, they're not gonna win. Like it's you get. It's just not their day. That. Yeah, it's just whatever. But. Yeah, it's well, and then the Wolves they 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 blew it away like, oh they they blew it away in regulation when they were up twelve with like two and a half minutes to go, and I I so I had to I was just kind of away from the TV and I went and I come back and it was it was a one point game and they fouled the they fouled Jokic where he made uh, he went one of two to tie it and I'm like how did this happen and I go back and I look they shot. The Wolves shot like four threes. They, I don't, I don't know if they tried to get into the paint at all or anything, but hmm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're, you're with me on this. And I'm not a Wolves fan, so I don't have a dog in the fight. But get rid of Cat. He is, he just whines about every call. He's not. He's afraid to go into the post and do any get dirty, and then. And then he fouls out and cries every time like he's never done anything wrong. Get rid of him and start building around Anthony Edwards. That guy is the future of the NBA. You, he is you can ask he's slowly one of my f- – what's that? You can ask Grant. Like, talking about trading Cat, I've said for years – they not maybe years, but for at least the last year, they should have traded him to the Phoenix Suns for Michael Bridges. You see what he's doing now. He could have been a perfect three, put McDaniels at the four, keep Gobert. I mean, you have spacing, you have athleticism. Like, it's just, oh, my. I want to get rid of Cat. I really do. Well, and then the other part, when they when he fouled out, for some reason they don't have the two-time player, defensive player of the year, Gobert, guarding Jokic. They have Towns on him. It's like, what do you you expect? He's just going to reach. He's not going to move his feet. He's lazy on the defensive side of the ball. What do you expect? Like, I don't even blame Cat fouling out. That's all on coaching there. Like, you do not put a lazy defender on a two-time MVP. Yep, exactly. Yeah, but like I said, I – They never were going to win this series without McDaniels or Reed. So, like, people saying, like, telling him this is the fork and Finch, like, shut the fuck up. Like, he doesn't even have a full roster. It'd be interesting to see how they would play if they had the full roster because McDaniels is, probably should be – First team all defensive team. Naz Reed yep. was playing like a man possessed the last three weeks before he broke his wrist. So, I, a lot of what ifs. They'd probably beat the Lakers, honestly, in the play in game if they have both of those guys. Well, I mean, just think about that, though, Ethan, too, is they had the Lakers on the ropes in Crypto Arena. Got to make yeah. sure you get that one right. Oh, it's and then, right? yeah. And, and they blow that. And if they win that game, they play Memphis. And Memphis is just bursting at the seams, falling apart. Yeah, they can I know. beat just, Memphis. And they should have beat just, him last year, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm just waiting for Ja to pull a fucking Gilbert Arenas and bring a gun into the locker room at this point. Like, it's only a matter of time. They, well, Memphis is as talented as they are. They just, they need some, they need some adults. They need, like, some veteran leadership. Because yeah. I was listening to The Herd today, and he had uh, uh, Colin had Rick Buecher on, and he talked about, he's like, the coaches don't do anything. The players run the show. 
you can't well, you can't do that in the true. NBA. No. Yeah. Especially true. with a young team like that. The Warriors. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that you could make an argument that that's more of a player-led team, but they have guys like Steph, Steph and Clay that have been been around. Been there, Draymond, they? Draymond's going to do Draymond things. You, but if Steph or Clay aren't there, you're not winning. No. No. But that's uh, I think that's all we got for the NBA talk too. I, it's already getting my blood pressure up. Well, let's talk some. Uh, let's talk some NFL draft. We have less yeah, than like forty-eight yeah. hours. Yeah, NFL Football draft one? is on. Well, it's it'll be today when we release this. So, yeah. so by the time this is recorded, who knows? The Wolf season is probably going to be over. It will be over. The Wild season could be on the brink if they don't go down to St. Louis, uh, Dallas, and win. I'm a little bit more positive on the Wild. I think they've actually proven they've played decently yes, well. I mean, the they had really good. Sure. They had good chances last night and just didn't go in. The amount of open nets they missed last night was just insane. Yeah. Like, and us, us hockey, nuts. elite hockey minds, you and I both are. It's like we don't even we don't even watch <laughs> hockey twenty four. Then you can tell like they were the better team. Like they controlled the puck better. They held the zone. They had like how many open nets? The breakaways. Like Dallas, keep, if, if they don't keep their their defenders back in game five, like. It could get disgusting. Like their defense got their I guess defenders got burned so many times last night. Yeah, this series kind of reminds me a little bit of in 15 when they played the uh they played the Blues and they won yeah. in 6. It, it kind of feels that way cuz I if you remember in game 5 or in game 4 where they got blown off their their home off the XL Energy Center. And then they come back, they go down to St. Louis, and I think St. Louis has like 35 shots in the wild win, and the wild had like 20, and they score four goals. That's what they need tomorrow, or yeah, tomorrow night. But, but let's get you. back to the – I think they went in six. I think they went in six. They did, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So let's let, – why we're I, I feel good about this. The wild are winning this in six, but – Let's shift over to the uh, the main portion of the podcast here. We got the NFL draft. It's one of the favorite weekends of the year. It's the uh, NFL produces. Uh, it's going to be down in Kansas City, uh, and I think uh, we're gonna. They're outside. I think we'll just start right away. We'll go Panthers number one pick. I got Bryce Young. He's the best quarterback in the draft. If he was six three, that he'd be the unquestionable favorite. The Bears probably do not trade out of that number one pick, I don't think. No. no. And, and but the Panthers, you know, he 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 is a point guard on a football field. He is so poised, so in control of everything. If Alabama does not hit, have him, they go they probably go 7 and 5 or 8 and 4 in it last year. And I think the Panthers have their franchise quarterback for the next 15 years. Yeah, unless this is like the best smoke screen of literally the entire like life of the NFL, like Bryce Young <laughs> is going to be in Carolina. Um, Adam Thielen's got his guy. They're they're they have already have a good defense. I mean, they have a good yep. uh, couple horses at running back there. I shouldn't say horses, but a good trio there that they run back. Uh, I can't remember what they're. Do they still have uh, who's the former Texas guy that we had um, for him last year? I think so. I can't think, I think of the guy's so. name. Foreman. 
Yeah, Dante, Dante yeah, Foreman. Foreman. And then they have one other guy that, that they had a really good tandem after they traded McCaffrey. So I, I, I think they're going to be good. I mean, they easily, if Bryce Young plays even semi-solid, they have a chance to win the AFC South or NFC South. Well, and, and especially because that, that division is so wide open. Oh, it's, too. The worst in the, in the, it's worse than football. Yep. Yeah, well, I got DJ Shark, uh, Shark at running or at receiver. Oh, DJ uh, Shark, let's... yeah. Adam. Uh, Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard Dude, from yes, Oklahoma that's State. That's the other guy I was thinking of. Did Gallo just go Man. yard? Dude, Gallo just absolutely annihilated the ball. They just Second signed. They just. Center. Nice. And they just signed your guy. Uh, they just signed your guy. Uh, uh, played for the Eagle. Miles Sanders. Oh, yeah. They did sign Sanders. That's right. Not that I think he's yep. good, but. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so they, they've got some nice pieces. They're going to draft more. I would expect them to probably go a more offensive heavy draft too. If they're going to go and draft Bryce young, uh, depending, they could draft his running back too, depending on uh, if he falls. I don't know. I don't personally, I don't think he will, but number two Texans are on the clock. I'm going to go with, they're gonna go with uh, they're gonna go with another uh, Bryce Young's teammate. I I have him taking Will Anderson. I think this is the safest pick of the draft. He's gonna every down player. He's D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive guy. He's gonna want to get a centerpiece to lead his defense. And with a guy like Will Anderson, he's gonna he's gonna burst onto the scene and he will be be that the guy that'll be looked at as JJ Watt. Yeah, I'm just praying he's off the board before six. I have, I have Will Anderson going to the Texans too. If, oh, if wow. he's at, I have I Will Anderson going to. There's been so much chatter last day, day and a half of just the Texans don't want a QB. They're just basically but going best player available, which I get. I mean, Davis Mills wasn't terrible. He was serviceable. No. Put some people around him and he'll be fine. I mean, you still have 13. You can go get your wide receiver at, or excuse me, 12. You can go get your wide receiver there. Um, so you have options there, but yeah, if Will Anderson, I got, I hope, I just hope he doesn't go to the Lions. That would him and freaking uh, boat, not Bosa, uh, Jesus, how am I forgetting Michigan's DN's name? Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Can you imagine those two together? Yeah, well, no, no, yeah, <laughs> well, and the other part too is I think, uh, well, I had, I had a thought, but now it, now it escaped me, but I think. I think D'Amico's going to want to he's going to have want, want a guy like he had in in San Francisco like a Nick Bosa. He's going to get that with Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um and I think he's going to want oh, this is what I had. He's going to D'Amico being the defensive coordinator, he's going to really buy into I think the complementary aspect of the game where he's going to want want the defense to win it. They're going to play conservative football. They're going to run the ball. They're not going to beat themselves. And I think with Will Anderson, they're able to do that and build off a solid average defense in a, what I would, many would say a wide open AFC South. We talked about the Panthers being the worst division or the South NFC South being the worst division in the NFL. The AFC South ain't that far off. Nope. Nope. But we'll go down to uh, number three, the Valley of the sun, the Cardinals. And Jonathan Gannon, his first year as head coach, I think I think they're gonna also the D coordinator for the Eagles. I think they're gonna they're gonna stay defensive. I think they're gonna go and get the edge out of Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson. He's a defensive coach. 
I uh, athletic freak. I didn't get to compete in the combine. Many people are saying is he's the best. Some people, some experts are saying experts in quotes, best defensive player in the draft. But this is also a spot too with the Cardinals. I think they could trade down here too, depending on the quarterback situation or who wants to trade up and go get a quarterback or whatever. But I think, I think if it stays and we're not doing any trades, I think Tyree Wilson is the pick for the Cardinals. Pretty sure you have my mock draft. I didn't even really know who Tyree Wilson was before <laughs> yesterday, but Matt Miller sold me on him. I hate the guy, Grant. I will fight him with you. I swear to God, anytime you want to do it, I'll do, I'll go. But uh, yeah, he's an athletic freak. This edge class, if they all come out like big solid players, they could be the best damn class ever. Yeah. Well, and, and we're Please. only going to refer to refer to player uh, defensive ends this podcast as edges, edge. just to piss They're Grant off. Okay, so edge. we're yes, yep, just to get yeah. under Grant's skin because that's that's he made the choice not to record with us. He'd rather be in Mexico with his family. You know, it's pretty selfish but, of him. Yep, yep, and uh, go down to uh, four, and this is where we might. I think we might be. Uh, we might be off here. I have the Colts. I have him taking Anthony Richardson. Uh, I know right now the betting odds are saying that Will Levis is project is the favorite to be the number two pick. I think it's a smokescreen. I've heard that the Colts are in love with Anthony Richardson. Biggest concern if they draft him, I think the talent with Anthony Richardson is there. It's just I don't think he's played enough football yet, and it the development for him is going to be crucial. It wouldn't kill him to sit a year and learn and develop and learn how to be a be a professional quarterback, but the Colts are going to Colts, so they're probably going to be picking another quarterback in the next three years. I went quarterback too. Uh, I went different though. I went CJ Stroud. I know. Oh, he found his way to Indy. He did. He got his way to Indy. So I, don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what the hell is all this talk of him falling. Who like no one's going to take. I don't know where the hell that came from in the last couple of days. The shit these people come up with and find in their past is like the dumbest thing ever. Um, I just think it's obvious they're taking a quarterback. Which one? Who the fuck knows? But uh, I'm just going to go with Stroud. I think he's the best one left. Uh, maybe not highest upside, but I think he's probably the best pro-ready one that's uh, on the board. You know what? Well, you know what the issue with with uh, these scouts and experts of where they come up with things is there's just so much time. If they yeah. shorten it up to like like the NBA where it's like two weeks after the finals is over – you're not going to have that stuff for like the combine going on during the season, during the yeah. playoffs. But, you know, the NFL making it a 365 day a year business, you know, why not stretch it out? Give it for things people talk about, dig up. Mm -hmm. Oh, this guy called this girl a, a mean name in fourth grade. Yeah. You know, we can't draft them. Uh, there's been players that actually say they interview elementary uh, elementary teachers. It's like the dumbest thing oh, yeah. ever. Like, what the fuck? He's six years uh -huh. old. Leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> I would hope people grow up by then, but sometimes they don't. Uh, you never you know. know. Guilty as charged. He shit, he shit his pants in 12th grade. You know, he just couldn't do it. Well, I, I know people that are almost 30 that do that. Exactly. So It is what it is. <laughs> um. <laughs> but going down, keep her, keep it moving here. Going to number five, the Seahawks are on the clock. And this is just, a, just a Pete Carroll pick here. One of the, 
the best players in the draft had had a few uh, showed up to his pro day out of shape had some other off field issues but Pete Carroll is not going to be phased by that he knows he's confident in the culture that they have in Seattle that they are going he's going to be okay and he's going to thrive up there in the Pacific Northwest I have Seattle taking Jalen Carter the D tackle out of Georgia uh off-field concerns aside, but I think once he gets into that building and he has some veteran, some adults around him, I think Jalen Carter is going to thrive there, and they might get the best player in the draft. If somehow, and he's already said he's not didn't take visits outside of the top 10, I would love if Dallas, if he fell to Dallas, but that just ain't going to happen unless something else comes up in the next next three days. Yeah, I have him taking Jalen Carter too. Let's be real. Um, yeah, he may have been part of like a crash that killed his friend and another person, but at the same time, Carroll worked. He ran USC. He coached USC. He's covered up probably well worse than whatever the hell just happened there. So he doesn't care about character issues. Let's be real. Let's just call a spade a spade. He's, he's going to go get a good football player. Yeah, he's fine. You know, it is what it is. Um, he's going to go get a good football player. And that's what Jalen Carter is, whether he showed up sh- in shitty condition for his, he might, he very well might've done that just so he could follow the Seahawks. You know, you never know. Yeah. And Seattle, they're, they're just going to continue even with Gino and just prove that they are going to win this Russell Wilson trade. Cause that is, that is Denver's pick yep. that they're getting. And it's, it's at this point, essentially a luxury pick to get, You trade, you trade your franchise quarterback thinking you're going to be in the late teens, mid twenties. And then you get get the number five overall pick. Yeah. Win-win. Yep. And uh, go down to uh, go over to the motor city where the lions are on the clock now. And, you know, they just got rid of a corner. They just traded Jeff Okuda, who is, was a bust uh, traded him down to Atlanta so I think they're going, and they've signed a couple of free agents to kind of shore up that secondary, but they're still needing one. And I have them taking Devin Weatherspoon, the corner out of Illinois. Um, when you watch him play, the guy plays hard. He's not afraid to go in and do the dirty work. He's not. He's an exceptional tackle tackler. And Dan Campbell in his introductory press conference talked about we want to, we want guys that are going to take on the culture and the identity of this city. When I think of Detroit, I think of a guy like Devin Weatherspoon. I think he's going to fit well in Detroit. I have him taking a cornerback, too. Uh, I was flirting between Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. I went with Witherspoon. Uh, The Big Ten guy kind of went – I feel like he fits that team. Um, What's – I totally spaced on his coach's name, but – he wants hard-nosed players that are going to get it dirty. They're going to make the plays, and that's really what Witherspoon is. He's physical, probably the most physical cornerback in the, in the draft. And honestly, the Lions don't have a whole lot of holes left, and I don't think they need to waste a pick on a on a quarterback here. I think that'd be stupid. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think you go with Goff. Uh, he's been really good. It wasn't uh, the offense that was the problem. Just load no. up on defense in this draft. Maybe get a wide exactly. receiver, but that'd be about it. Yeah, and – and even because they pick at eighteen two, yep. um, that 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 could be a spot because this there's a couple of good receivers in this draft. This isn't yeah, a yeah, super Jordan, deep receiver that's, draft. That's a range for Jordan Addison, Quentin Quentin Johnson, like that's a good range for those guys. But six is even 
even for like say uh Jackson Smith and Jigba, like that's still too high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and realistically, it's really only a stretch if he doesn't work out. Yep. Uh, because if if he if he if the Lions take a receiver at five and he turns out to go on to have a Hall of Fame career and be the next Calvin Johnson, he he it wasn't a stretch. It was that was a good pick. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Something that you can't say a lot about the Lions. Yep. <laughs> and then moving on to uh, number seven, go to Vegas, where the uh, Raiders. I have them taking Christian Gonzalez here. Their defense has been abysmal. I thought they could maybe go offensive line here as well, but I, I have him taking a corner, um, and he's the corner that most most scouts have as the top corner in the draft. He's six two six three, rangy rangy defender. I think he would fit well in Vegas to kind of help shore up their defense in a division where you have you have to face Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert twice a year. I really want. They have, to and they, and they have good, and they have good. Uh, they already have two good edge guys in Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Yeah, I almost actually still went with edge, uh, but I decided not to. I went QB. Um, I think Josh McDaniels might want to. He, he's he's signed. I know they signed Garoppolo, but I feel like he's a guy that wants his own guy. Start from the very bottom, work his way up, develop him. So uh, I went with Anthony Richardson. I went high upside. Um, wow. Why the hell not? I mean, I think it'd be a cool fit. I think he'd look pretty good with that Raiders helmet on. Yeah. Well, and I think with, with a guy like Jimmy G, I think he's been in this that type of situation before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he looks at playing in Vegas as a long-term thing, but well, I think he would be a good mentor. and Because re- it was – how many years did he sign? Ah. Uh, Three maybe. Okay. Because I know we had, we had, I vividly remember us talking about does he actually want to sign a team that's still looking for a quarterback or is he the guy? You know, and yeah, how much money they gave him? Maybe he is the guy because they did give him a good chunk of cash. And he's played in the McDaniel system before, and he's mm-hmm. well never lost with, uh, and he's never lost uh, with Josh McDaniels as a coach, so. True. Maybe they can rekindle that magic, and in a league yeah. where there's usually six to ten different different playoff teams a year, I I could see. I think the Raiders have a nice enough roster where they could sneak into the uh, sneak in as a wild card. Yeah, absolutely. But and so we'll go down to uh, number eight, the Falcons, the ATL, and this 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 defense was been abysmal this roster is not great they don't have a quarterback could see them possibly taking a quarterback i think they might want to kind of roll with desmond ritter for another year but so i have them taking staying in the state of georgia i have them taking the edge nolan smith not the point guard from duke but the edge (laughs) from georgia uh he was a captain for the dogs uh Tremendous, tremendous player. He plays his tail off. You never the effort was never a question there. And a guy, a local guy. They've already signed. They've already signed Bud Dupree and Calais Campbell. I think with him, that's gonna really create havoc in the AFC South is with a guy like Smith. I think the only way the Falcons take a QB is if maybe like a CJ Stroud falls to him. 
I don't see them wasting the draft capital to move up for one. I don't see the point of that. You're rebuilding. What the hell is the point of doing that? But uh, I'm right with you. Nolan Smith. Uh, you said Will Anderson's the best player in the draft. Nolan Smith might have the highest upside. Like his combine workout was insane. The shit he did was just stupid. And if honestly he wasn't hurt, I mean, well, let's be real. Georgia beat the living shit out of TC without him. Yeah. <laughs> like, they beat the living hell out of him without possibly their best player. So I, as, well, I don't know what that tells you more about Georgia, Nolan Smith, or TCU, but either way, like, he's a damn good football player. Yeah, for sure. And uh, go down to uh, – let's go over to the, up to the Windy City. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. And I have them staying in within the uh, within the uh, Illinois, the state of Illinois. And I have them taking a tackle, the tackle out of Northwestern, Peter Skaronsky. Uh, I think they are all in on Justin Fields this year. And they – it's going to be important to protect him. He is He's a versatile. They could have start him out at guard. I We'll see what they do. But I, I think protecting Justin Fields is the number one priority there. And they, they got a receiver in the draft, or they traded for in DJ Moore. I think they add another piece on a very below average offensive line with uh, Skaronsky. I thought about it. Uh, I thought they might take the homegrown kid from Northwestern, but uh, I actually went to the state over to the West, and I gave them not – not. I know who you're thinking. You're probably thinking Lucas Van Ness. I actually went Will McDonald. I've seen him in Ooh. a couple mocks, high upside guy, um, opposite of uh, – gosh dang it. Now, I just had his name in my head. Who's their other edge guy? That He's older. For? For the Bears. Um, Quinn. Robert Quinn. Quinn, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, they could be a really good duo together for the next couple of years. So that's what I went with. Uh, probably a pretty low floor, but super high ceiling. Yep. Uh, and then we'll go over to the Eagles. And I think if this guy, if he, if the Bears do not draft Skaronsky, I think this guy is in play for the Eagles because Lane Johnson is getting up there in age. They're going to be looking to replace him, I think. You could start Skaronsky at guard, and then once Johnson, uh, they cut him or or he retires or is a free agent, they can move him. They already have the replacement at right tackle. The Eagles do not seem to miss on drafting offensive linemen, which is infuriating. But this is also a luxury pick that the Eagles have coming off a uh, losing in the Super Bowl. And the, it, I, I hate doing this, but with, with a one-up, Probably arguably the best roster in the NFL. You know, this is a luxury pick. They can kind of take the best player on their board here and not really go need because they don't have a lot of needs. I have them taken Bijan Robinson. Like we said, Miles Sanders is playing for the Panthers now. They're going to need need that need a second running back, especially in the type of offense they run. Help a, help help Hurts out. Take him. Get him that next step in the passing game. Uh, he's tremendous out of the backfield, catching the ball out of the backfield as well. He does did not miss a lot of time at Texas, so he's healthy. He could be a bell cow running back as well. So I have the Eagles torturing the Cowboys again and taking Bijan Robinson. You nailed it on the head. This is such a luxury pick. Like they, oh, I don't even think it's really that uh, close. I, I, I really, they have the best roster in the NFL. It's, it's stupid, but. Uh, I don't know. Like I feel I feel like they're gonna trade it. Like I feel like they're kind of stupid Could if they be. don't. 
But uh, if they if they love Bijan Robinson, I mean that's where I've been picking too. Why the hell not? Like the dude's probably maybe the best running back since Adrian Peterson to come out, and that's really saying something. But the dude has some stupid raw talent. Yeah. Yeah, well, and maybe if Sarkeesian listens and actually ran him against TCU, they, they might, might have had a different season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but we'll go down to uh, go down to the Music City, Tennessee, on the clock here. And they, they've got a lot of holes. This is a possibility where I could see them going quarterback. Uh, I think because Malik Willis is afraid to throw the ball. Tannehill can't stay healthy, and he's kind of sealing out. Uh, they also have some issues on the O-line. Taylor Lewan, their longtime left tackle, is uh, they cut cut with him to free up cap space. I think Mike Vrabel goes and gets a former gets a former Buckeye he is. I think he goes and drafts a Buckeye. I think he goes and gets the tackle out of Ohio State, Paris Johnson. Nice. I actually uh, – I think these teams needs to blow it up. They fired their GM. Um just get just just reboot it at this point. Um, one either trade back or go. I'm gonna say take a quarterback. Just take Will Levis, replace your tall white Tannehill with another tall white guy that's more athletic, more <laughs> athletic, just bigger built. Um, I'm not a big Will Levis guy, but he has he has some good. He did really well at Kentucky, and like no one does well at Kentucky at quarterback. Yeah. So I'll give him some major props on that one. So. All right, and then let's stay in the AFC South, pick number 12. Texans are back on the clock, and now we talked about D'Amico Ryan shoring up getting his leader of the defense for the next 10 10 to 15 years. I think they go, this is where they go, and they get the quarterback that they want. C.J. Stroud falls to him. He's been sitting in the green green room waiting, and this is where D'Amico goes and gets his, his quarterback. I Anybody that's watched any games knows he, he was the second best quarterback in college football last year. I went to against Michigan, still doesn't know how to get to Indianapolis. But but it, I'll call a spade the spade. He was a tremendous leader. Seems like an all-around just a great kid. And I think C.J. Stroud is going to be the guy for the uh, for the Texans to lead I think this is another spot where if one of these QBs is still there, you could see someone trade up, like, say, the Vikings. That's been something that's super hot today. I don't know if you saw all those, all those uh, just tweets and stuff just saying how much work the Vikings have done the last couple of weeks. But uh, I think that – obviously, we're not doing any picks, but I think they get Jackson Smith and Jigba. They got the top edge guy. Now they get the top wide receiver. They they kind of sit back on the, on the on the quarterback for a little bit, but – just build up around them until they get their until they actually get their guy. Okay, yeah, and well, and now, so we two Ohio State guys back to back for me, and then Ohio State guy for Ethan and the receiver. Um, now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Here, the Packers are picking because they swapped first round picks with the Rodgers trade. Correct. Okay, so the Packers are picking at 13 now. I didn't and, change that, but I'm just flipped their picks. I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what I did too. And, you know, Pac- Aaron Rodgers was there for 16 years. They never took a skill position player in the first round. I have the Packers taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. Best receiver in the draft. 
Guy just knows how to get open. He's going to be leading the NFL in catches, as Joel Klatt has said, within the next five years at some point. And this is a spite pick for the Packers is they're going to draft. They're, they're going JSN just to get back at him that, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to take a, we're going to take a skill guy now that you're gone. I love the pettiness and I went there to a, to an extent. Uh, I went with a tight end, the Utah Dalton Kincaid. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know much about him. Um, I know a lot about Matthew Mayer, but this guy seems to be the pretty consensus number one tight end now. Uh, so we're going to go – Packers are going to get that, and we'll see if Jordan Love likes throwing more to the tight end than the uh, actual Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go down to uh, pick number 14. The uh, The Patriots are on the clock, and I have them um, taking the uh, the safety out of Alabama, Brian Branch, Uh he is uh, in a division where they're going to be facing Diggs now. Aaron Rodgers, with that trade being official, Garrett Wilson, rookie, was the rookie of the year this year. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, also in that division. It is crucial for them to not get beat deep. I think this is where they shore up that back end of the secondary and take Branch. I could also see him going with an offensive lineman, but I went with Branch here. Um, I totally forgot the Patriots had wise to go with Judon because I projected on Lucas Van Ness, but uh, I'm just going to go with the, with the Iowa thing. Brian Ferentz, Iowa, or Patriots staff, they're all really close, Belichick and Ferentz's, so they're going to go with the Iowa kid, just bolster that D-line even more. Okay, all righty. And now, now the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 we're going to figure out who is going to be Aaron Rodgers' newest teammate. And I have them taking, um, you know, they've 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 actually had some pretty solid, they've had some pretty solid uh, draft uh, drafts the last couple of years. It looks like uh, missed on a couple of offensive linemen, but I think they shore that up here. I think they go out and they get Broderick James, the tackle out of Georgia. I think they continue to build that old offensive line. I think they give Rogers some protection and create some running lanes for a guy like a Brees Hall coming off an injury. So the Jets kind of follow suit with the uh, the Packers draft, but in the end, they actually kind of help help Rodgers out more than the uh, Packers have in the last few years in the draft. Uh, if the, the Jets just got um, Aaron Rodgers, now they get someone to protect him. They're going to get Peter Skaronsky. Uh Hell of a pick at 15 if it would happen. I think that's probably – the best value pick in the, in the draft. Uh, I know some people are projecting him guard. I think he'd probably be a tackle for the jets, um, but a hell of a pick at 15, if it could happen, especially with a guy like a Makai Becton, who's played like three games in, the, yeah, in his NFL career, his life. but, <laughs> but so we got, we got the jets going offensive line, going with the hoggies here and going down to, 16 we're about after this one we're well we're over halfway through because we're the dolphins halfway. were tampering and then yeah <laughs> that was this is the concussion and, thing right that's why they got it taken away yeah it was like tampering or something i it was something to do with the tampering it was with the brady stuff oh it was brady, brady and sean stuff. payton oh, stuff okay, yeah okay. and i have the commanders taking a f- little bit of an nfl legend i have him taking the Joey Porter Jr., the uh, corner out of Penn State, a little bit handsy, but he's not afraid to go in and do the dirty work. His dad is a former linebacker. He's not going to be afraid to tackle. And I think 
The commanders got to shore up that back end. They've got a cup. They've got some real, a good, really good defensive line. And I think a good corner is going to just make that defense even stronger. He's on my short list for Vikings picks, but I don't think he'll be there at 23. Um, for the commanders, so I go I go corner two, but I go Christian Gonzalez out of uh, Oregon. Uh, arguably could be, like you already mentioned, top on a lot of boards, top cornerback overall. So, I mean, another really good value pick at 16 here. So the commanders might do something good for once. Yeah. Now that Dan <laughs> Snyder's not the owner. Yeah. Well, not not officially yet, but not it's not officially yet, but it's that, that's now. something though to to kind of monitor too though because like we'll see what what they uh how much say Schneider still has cuz it hasn't the sale hasn't been official yet. No. So there's still he's still involved, so we'll see what he wants to do. I see would totally tell him to I, I wouldn't I would not put it past Dan Snyder to spite them and just do completely something off the wall just to give them the double middle finger. Oh fuck yeah, he would. <laughs> and we'll go over to pick 17 the Steelers and you know Mike Tomlin Kenny Pickett in his second year I think this is a possibility where they could go offensive line but I have him going on the opposite side TJ Watts had a lot of issues with injuries over the past few years I have him taking a guy that won't even have to change his colors from college I have him taking Luke Van Ness the edge the edge Grant out of Iowa. Iowa City to uh, the someone, Steel City. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. And I have him going opposite of TJ Watt because when TJ TJ Watt is a difference maker when he is on the field, he was the reason why they somehow salvaged the season when he came back. I think with the injury history of TJ Watt, I think they, they draft a guy like a Luke Van Ness where he's going to be able to learn. He's going to get coached. He's going to be a sponge off of TJ Watt and learn learn his work habits, his work ethic, and I think this is a perfect pick for the Steelers to take Van Ness and sure up that defense. I like it. Uh, I'm going other side of the line. I'm going Paris Johnson Jr. gets picket some protection. Uh, Paris Johnson just a beast of a man, absolutely fucking huge, and uh, he should do just fine. I don't know if he'll be a left tackle or right tackle in the NFL, but dude's a beast. Left tackle, right tackle. Who gives a shit? He need he, he's if he's mad. he can help the Steelers. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and they the Steelers they have really they have they've got the running back they've got good receivers. It's the and to I think to truly get back to them being the Steelers that we grew up with they have to they have to shore up that offensive line. Yep. And that that's a great pick by pick for the Steelers if they're able to get him, Ethan. Uh, and crazy. then so. The Lions are back on the clock here. We're going. We went from the the uh, the capital city to the Steel City, back to the Motor City, and I have the Lions taking Kalijah Kansi now for the D tackle from Pitt. Now the GM for the Lions, he spent a lot of time around Aaron Donald working in the uh, Rams front office before he went up to Detroit. Uh, obviously, a lot of pressure going to being compared to Aaron Donald, but when you're a defensive tackle from Pitt, that's going to come. Pressure is a privilege, and to play in Detroit, you're going to want you have to embrace that that pressure and take it head on, and that work ethic, that biting kneecaps off, and he's going to be another side, someone that you put next to Aiden Hutchinson, and they're going to be uh, tearing it up in the making it a living hell for guys like a Cousins of Fields and a now Jordan Love. 
Uh, I actually haven't taken the same guy. Um, he's on. Hey. It sounds like he's, he, I, it sounds like he's shorter, uh, a little bit on the smaller side, but so is Aaron Donald. That worked out pretty yep. fucking well for the Rams. Um, but uh, if they get these two guys, Witherspoon and, and uh, Cansey, like this D is like damn good really quick. And I've always said I, I'm not like a Lions like fan, but if there's ever a team like when the Vikings were going to move, when they were talking about possibly moving to L.A., I always said if there's another team I had to root for, I always said it'd be the Lions. I don't hate the Lions, believe it or not. I actually kind of like them. I don't know if I know anybody that hates the Lions. Like, I I, I like like, how can you? They're 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 the lovable losers. They have been forever. I I don't mind them. Like I actually like if like I said if there's a second team I had to pick, I'd pick the Lions. And a guy like a Dan Campbell, he's hard to hard to root against and. In a, in a and, and they're, they're they're not a threat until until they start uh, until they oh, start they're, they're, they if they 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 go on a run where they win like eight straight NFC North crowns then then people are going to start to hate them but them you change. know what it's been a long time coming for the Lions no, no but they're a threat let's be real they should be the favorite going into the season in yes the NFC North. I I would a thousand percent agree with you there and then uh, we'll go down to the uh, uh well yeah I don't know what you I don't think there's a uh, a nickname for Tampa Bay that ends in city. Mm. So we're just going to go to Tampa Bay. Um, yo, oh, so we went from Capital City, Steel City, Motor City to Ebor City. Hey. Now that's so I don't know if you've ever heard of Ebor City, but that's kind of I the big not. nightlife I, area. I don't know that's the that big means. nightlife area down in Tampa. I figured uh, it had something I, to do with that. Yeah, very very fun place. I've 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 been there. We went when Cody and I we went to the uh, Vikings Bucks game uh, in 2020. We we that's where we hung out the uh, for the night, and it was uh, it was a great time, tremendous time. I want to go back at some point, but I have them taking the Bucks. They've got a lot of holes. Uh, Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. He does not do good very well under pressure. I have him taking Darnell Wright. I think with Donovan Smith moving on, uh, Tristan Wirfs goes over to the left, plays the left tackle, and then I think Darnell Darnell Wright, they shore up that other bookend and move him to right tackle to give give uh, Baker some, some protection. Um, before I do... Oh. You just disappeared. That's how cute he looks. He's just all curled up on his pillow. Oh, Boone. He's a tired boy. He had a oh, long day. Hey, buddy. Look at him. Tired boy. But, oh, Ethan, we're losing him here. Uh, here. Oh, you're there. back? We're back. We're fine. We are fine. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, all right, we're fine. Uh, so... We are going to go on defense. We are going to go Miles Murphy edge because they Ooh. don't have a lot of edge depth. Shaq Barrett doesn't seem to stay healthy ever. Uh, who's the Grant? There, something Nelson from Iowa, I remember. But he's good, like, backup, but he's not He's not a great uh, starter. Yeah. Uh, is it Quentin Nelson? No. I can't remember. Anthony. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, he was he was opposite of uh, AJ Epinesa. Yes, correct. 
Good so, college guy, not a great NFL guy. Just a good serviceable, no. like third down guy type thing. And uh, yeah, and let's go over to the uh, to Seattle, the Pacific Northwest. And I have them, you know, their second pick. This is their original pick. Uh, you know, I, I could see them going a lot of different ways here. I think quarterback is in play. I could see them maybe getting going with a tight end in what they need. But I have them going with a guy, Pete Carroll. He wants to he, – he's committed to running the ball. And it might this might be a bit of a homer pick here. I don't care. The best run grader – road grader in the in this draft. I'm going to go with Cody Mock, offensive lineman for NDSU. He is a versatile versatile lineman where he can play all five spots. I think they're going to shore up that offensive line, help protect Geno, and open up holes for Kenneth Walker. I like it. Uh, I, I don't I don't mind the homerism. It's a, it's a mock draft. Have fun with it. Uh, but I, it's it. I, I I see what you did there. It's a it's a yeah. mock. Draft. It's a yeah. Cody mock draft. I'm mocking you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, you mentioned tight end. I'm going Michael Mayer. I think at 20 is a steal for this kid. He's a beast. I don't know what the hell ever happened to Noah Font. The dude looked like the real thing coming out of college for Iowa, but then he just something hasn't. Clicked. He played for the Broncos. Yeah, he played, he for, played for the Broncos and didn't have a quarterback. He did decent for the Seahawks, but even then, like he was still iffy. Go get Michael Mayer. The dude's a beast. Um, go eat. You know, a, a security blanket for a guy like yeah. Gino too, where yeah, he can really take him. that next step. Where, when when they're ro- going deep with uh, Lockett, when Lockett and Metcalf are running those deep routes, yep. he's going to have someone where he can dump it off to consistently. Even pairing him up with a Noah Fant, where they can go a double tight set, and you know, kind of use them in the middle of the field in those short to intermediate routes. I think that's a great pick. And then go down to uh, the Los Angeles. The Chargers are on the clock. Uh, I have them going with taking a tight end at this pick. This is my first tight end I have coming off, coming off the board. And I think there's, I think that I could, you could almost, I think you, there's an argument. You could see some tight ends fall because this is a deep tight end draft. Uh, but I have him taking Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah, uh, give Herbert Herbert a weapon on their short intermediate routes, especially as a, with Eckler not, and obviously they don't play the same position, but a guy that a dump off guy that that's going to get a lot of catches, I think is going to be huge for that is so key for that chargers offense is getting a guy like a tight end, which they haven't had since Antonio Gates has left. Uh, I like that pick a lot. I, I went to help um, the QB too, but I went Jordan Addison, wide receiver. Let's be real. Mike Williams and uh, Allen, neither one are ever going to stay healthy. Why not go get a guy that could be a number one, has a high upside, can really make a difference for that team when those guys are hurt for half the season. And he doesn't even have to leave. No, he can go he just there, across the uh, yard from where he was playing football. Call it or call his college ball, and uh, let's go off to over to uh, the land of the crab cakes. The uh, Ravens on the clock here, and you know there's a lot of questions. Lamar has demanded a trade. I don't. I think with the OBJ signing, I think that's calmed a little bit. I think in the end, I think Lamar returns to the uh, back to the Ravens, and I have the Ravens helping him out here. I have him going taking. 
Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver out of TCU, who still lives in my nightmares. Uh, give Lamar a big target who can go up and get the ball. Another guy that they can pair with, with Mark Andrews across the middle, OBJ, Rashad Bateman, if he's able to stay healthy, and then that backfield as well. I think this is this is where they go. I could also see him go offensive line because Ronnie Staley, Stanley can never seem to stay healthy either. I actually have him going defense, uh, but I have him going cornerback, Joey Porter Jr. Like you said, he's handsy, but he's physical as fuck. Um, literally what the Ravens really want with their cornerbacks, and that's always been that way. And with Marcus Peters probably uh, is a cap casualty as well, so that's an yeah. open spot for them too. And now we'll uh, – Let's go to the uh, let's go to the Twin Cities where Ethan is, and the Vikings are on the clock here. Now I I bounced around a lot with this. Uh, I I could see him going corner. I think the consensus right now is they probably could see them trading down. I did see a uh, a mock draft where they traded all the way up to two and took uh, C.J. Stroud, but I I think that might be a bit of a long shot there. Uh, I have them going. I have him going with a uh, going with a wide receiver here. I bounced around. I went between receiver and quarterback. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you listened to our podcast we did with uh, Ross last week, um, but he talked about you know it, this it a possible uh, the quarterback. I'm curious to see what your opinion is on it. But you know with Cousins being in his last year of the contract, drafting a quarterback, letting him learn, and then having him take whoever they draft take the reins next year. That's not the worst thing. Realistically, the, the NFL probably needs to get back to more of that where guys are learning, not playing right away, not get thrown to the wolves. But in the end, I went with a guy that I think the, the Viking that can help the Vikings win right away. I haven't taken Jordan Addison, the receiver out of USC. They need a, they need a guy to replace Thielen. This is the man right here in Addison. Um. I would love taking a corner here, but after talking to someone today at work, I they are absolutely enamored with Hendon Hooker, and I think they will do anything they can to get him. Um, I think you, you'll probably see them actually trade up. I don't think they're going to trade down. Uh, oh. The top 20 is what I was told to get him, but uh, I think you're probably going to be looking at that number 12 Texans pick is probably where they're going to be looking okay. to go up to get him, is what I was told. So I'm going Hendon Hooker. I love it. I think there's a very big reason why they didn't extend Cousins. If they don't get a quarterback, say, this draft, I think then they may look at an extension at that point. But I think number one pick this year they're looking for is to try and get Hooker. Oh, okay. All righty. And, well, and there's there was another quarterback who was uh, – Pick number 12 in a draft that uh, ended up being okay. And I the, the I think the biggest concern with Hooker is, is obviously he had the ACL injury, but his age, he's 25 years old, but he's played a lot of football. He's mature. He's going to go in. He kind of under, he understands what he's getting himself into. He's going to go in. He's going to learn the playbook. He's going to work his tail off. Mm -hmm. And he's going to walk into a spot too, where they're going to have a guy with, like a like a Justin Jefferson, uh, KJ Osborne, uh, see if they extend um, uh, Hawkinson. I, and uh, I, the running back room is is a bit of a question, Hook's but Hook's gone. He's yeah, 
Yep. And uh, so it's going to be interesting. Let's see what the Vikings do. Uh, you know, we we we, we want to hope for some fireworks because it's good for good for the podcast to discuss. So I I, I do like that hooker pick. I think. I think um, Thursday is going to be a pretty wild night. I really do. Everybody, everybody loves a good Minneapolis hooker. Yes, he's going to be the best <laughs> of them all. Yep. No yep. Free hot dogs though. No. Uh. Well, boy, would that be some promotion? Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and let's go down to. Can we take a second what? and just thank Sonny Gray for how good a pitcher he is? He's good. He's, he okay. Has a well, for ERA after he just struck out uh, Aaron Judge for the third time tonight. Nice, good. I love it. Um, and uh, what's the score of that game? Uh, Twins are up four nothing after uh, Gallo's absolute freaking moonshot. I, you know, I you we took Barnick's a home run that was like halfway up the bleachers uh, last year when we went to the game. Yeah. Yeah, versus the Yankees. Uh-huh. Gallows went further. Oh, oh my God. Oh, love it. Shit bomb. Like. You know, and I, you know, everybody was very down on Gallo when they signed him. I'm, I'm like, Dude, I, he's like MVP form Gallo right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I, I think he just needed a fresh start. I think the New York, that New York, uh, they ruined him. New York scene got, just got it's to him, and right he needed field. a fr- that right field does terrors for right-handed hitters. Yep. Because even like like I like when he played for the Dodgers, he was a solid. He yeah. was he was solid. He wasn't yeah. bad. I mean, he was. I mean, you couldn't have been much worse than what he was in New York. Yeah. But I mean, he was he was consistent for the uh, for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And he's and then uh, that's the biggest thing. Also good. Yeah. And uh, let's go. Go back to the, go back to the draft here, and we're going down to Florida in Jacksonville. I have them coming off a really nice year where they won the South. Right now, you probably have to have them as the favorite to repeat with uh, Trevor Lawrence at the helm. And but I have them going on the defensive side of the ball here. I have them going taking Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson, uh, pair him opposite of Trevon Walker to uh, terrorize, especially in the, in the AFC where you're going to be facing some of the best quarterbacks, whether, whether it be Burrow, Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I think you can't completely discount him. Josh Allen, uh, uh, Herbert, you know, I think this is, uh, I think uh, you got to, you can never have enough edge rushers. And I think the Jaguars just continue to build that depth. Um, obviously we're getting towards the end here. So like not a lot of these teams have a lot of holes, but this is one team that legitimately does not have many holes. Uh, I went cornerback here, Deontay Banks, Mississippi state. Um, if you want to go beat the Bengals, you want to go beat the chiefs. You gotta, you gotta have corners that can hold up against when, when, uh, Mahomes or Burrow get out of the pocket and they run like this guy can do that. Like he went toe to toe versus the best of them in the sec and yeah, it's a good pick. Yep. Yep. And uh, so we, we both have the Jags going defense here. Let's go up to New York city here where the, the G men are coming off a, a divisional round uh, playoff appearance and looking to build off Brian Dable's first year 
as head coach. I have them. They just re-signed the Daniel Jones to a long extension. I think this they go and they get him some receiver help, and I have them taking Zay Flowers, the receiver out of Boston College. They're, they're, what they're getting here is a bet, something that they never got out of Kenny Galladay production. That guy, he played on a terrible team, but he was out there every day. He was not – He's a great downfield blocker, too, which Saquon is known to break a run or two. He's going to be able to block downfield. He's not afraid to get his body, get dirty, and, uh, you know, throw his, throw his weight around. I think he, he just seems like a good culture fit for the, uh, for the Giants. Um, you kind of had your homer pick already, so now I get mine. Uh, we're going John, John Michael Smith. I okay. think he's by far the best the best center in this draft. Uh, yep, the Giants would agree. Maybe don't need a center, but when you can upgrade a position where you kind of are set everywhere else, why the hell not? I, I definitely can see the wide receiver, though. Um, I mean, when – who is their number one? Like, I, 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 they don't even – let's be real. They don't have a one. They have a bunch of three. Yeah, well, they, they did. They did. They traded them to the Chiefs. True. This is true. Um, but – so they very well could go wide receiver here. There is a lot of good ones on the board still. But uh, I'm going center. I'm going John Michael, Michael Schmitz. If you're really going to pay uh, Saquon the money you're, you want, that he wants, you're going to need a good O-line to do it. Yeah, well, and then they just got they just got uh, Darren Waller. True. I from forgot. the uh, – yeah, and, and Paris Campbell is uh, there. Uh, Jamison Crowder. Okay, so they got some guys. Um, I mean, I mean he's, not, he's not, old, not though. Yeah, not a no. good one or anything. And I good. still don't think I don't I don't think you have I don't know if Zay Flowers is a one either, but I think he he could work his way into a solid number two. Isaiah Hodgins uh, out of Oregon State, yeah, Colin he Johnson. Really, he made the Vikings look like losers, but I mean a lot of wide receivers made the Vikings look like a loser in the back half of the year. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Khalil Pimpleton, Wandale Robinson. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Davis Sills, Jeff Smith. Not the uh, not the uh, forward for the Nuggets, but oh, what 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 happened? What 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 uh, what do we uh, see? Two outs, uh, runner on second. Polanco hit like a. I, I wouldn't say it was like a a bleeder or anything or just like a doink, but it was a higher pop fly down the left field line and the left fielder overran it, slipped and missed the ball. Uh, run scored five, nothing twins in the bottom of the sixth. Nice. Good. Good. Yeah, so my, uh, my prediction that they were going to get outscored 25 to three in the, uh, against the Yankees, uh, is not holding up. The fact so. we played our worst two series versus like two of the worst teams in the league is just totally twins. And it's, yeah, we're going to change. No. Um, but back to the uh, back to the draft. Now the uh, the Dallas Cowboys are up, and they I could see them going a lot of ways here. I wouldn't. I think with uh, the addition of Brandon Cooks, I don't think they're going to be taking a receiver in the first round. I also don't think see them taking a cornerback after they went and went out and got Stephon Gilmore. I have them going. And they, they, their O-line has been solid. It hasn't been great from what it was uh, towards the end of uh, Romo's r- run and then Dak's uh, rookie year. 
And uh, something that I think they've been missing since this guy retired, they drafted Travis Frederick about 10 years ago, and he was the leader, the unquestioned leader, the captain of the offensive line. I have them going to get your guy, Ethan. I have them taking John Michael Schmitz to shore up that it. offensive I line. I don't hate it. And I, they, they need to, especially with they, – they could – it, if Bijan Rob Bijan Robinson is at is still there at twenty six, which there's no way he is, I could see that. I I think you're. I would smack smack the shit out of Jerry if they don't take him. But I, I think here, I think they, I think they go trenches. I think they've had success drafting offensive linemen. Look at Tyler Smith last year; he looked incredible. I think they continue to build that strong running game and get a captain on the offensive line in. In Schmitz, uh, I could also see him go in defensive tackle. I would love, I would love to see see a guy like a uh, like a Jalen Carter fall, but that's just not going to happen. I have to be realistic here. I also, I wouldn't. Um, the uh, uh, Brian Breeze is also a guy that I kind of have on a wish list of sorts to uh, pick the uh, for uh, to detackle to shore up that run defense, which which they've been missing, but. John Michael Schmitz, uh, the gopher going to be a cowboy. Um, I went interior O-line too. I know you're getting a little older there. Um, a lot of high-priced guys in there, so maybe you, you move one out of there. But uh, I went Osiris Torrance, uh, guard out of Florida. Yep, Florida. Uh, just a mauler. I mean, just a road grader. So, I mean, if they, if they want to start running the ball a little more, maybe a little bit more explosive, I think he'd be a good start. Yeah, well, and, and Mike McCarthy calling plays now. He's talked about it where he said that, you know, I don't, I don't want to put up forty points a game. I want to win the game, and I we do it with our defense and playing complementary football and controlling the controlling the the game. And you, how how do you do that? You do that by running the ball. And you know, Grant has says it best here with with Dak. Less is more. Rely on that run game. Complementary football. And the dude, the dude's ready. Like it's very obvious. Yep. Yep. And uh, let's go up to uh, Buffalo where the, uh, the bills are picking and I have them something that they've been missing for a long time. They refuse to address it. I have them going here and taking the running back out of Alabama, the second running back in the first round. I think late here, I, I have them taking Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs, he's that missing piece of the offense. He's going to be able to take pressure off of Allen's leg where he's not taking so many hits early on in the year. And where when Josh Allen, it looks like the last few years towards the end of the season, especially this year, where by the end of that Cincinnati game, he he, he looked tired. His body was worn down from all the hits he's taken. They go out, they get a guy like a Jameer Gibbs who can take the pounding, take the hits. He's young. He'll be able to... He's explosive. They can use, utilize him catching the ball out of the backfield as well. I think this is a no-brainer for the Bills. Uh, I think it's a no-brainer for my for my pick too, but I'm going another offensive position. I'm going wide receiver. I know they've been tied to uh, Nuke a lot. I think that's stupid. Uh, Diggs in um, Hopkins, money tied up. Like That's literally almost probably over a quarter of your salary cap just right there. I think that's just stupid. Uh, go get Quentin Johnston. I think he's very similar to Nuke. Uh, big, lengthy guy. Uh, can bust it when needed, but 
I just don't see the point in going to trade for Nuke. If you want a receiver, there's going to be a couple down here at this point in the draft that are going to be obviously a lot cheaper and uh, very high upside. Yeah, for sure. Um, could also see him going defense, getting some getting some cornerback help, yeah. uh, but but I think they go offense here. Um, they haven't had a lot of success going defensive players because um, I think they took a defensive guy last year and it, I don't think it really panned out. Uh, what's um, his but there's their Edmonds. He signed with the Bears, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. He's gone. So and they can uh, get linebacker, but there's no one to take right now. No. No, that uh, I'm trying to think of the guy that I saw. I saw him. I saw him on a couple of mocks going to Dallas. I can't think of the guy's name or where he's from. It wasn't Jack? Nope. Okay. No, That's I can't. The only guy I, I can't. would consider just because he's an absolute dog. Like I don't care. Yeah. Drafted, the dude's a beast. Yeah, and let's go. Uh, let's go down to uh, Cincinnati, where the uh, Bengals are on the clock, and you know. Also, a really solid roster. They they had a lot of issues on the offensive line last year. They addressed that, and they got even more improved with the uh, the signing of uh, Orlando Brown from the Chiefs. But I still think this offense is missing a piece. I think they're missing a tight end, and they get a gift in the lap. They take Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. He that gives Burrow be fair. It wouldn't be no. Oh my god. Um and and the and the other part about him as well is Michael Mayer is a ruthless blocker too. He's he will yeah. he's a good he'll contribute in the run game. He's someone short and intermediate that they can get uh, with uh, Higgins and Chase going over the top. I it, this is a gift and the Bengals are going to go walk to their third straight AFC North crown. I mean, if he's available at 28, the Bengals better literally just fucking sprint. Like, break a sweat, get the fuck up to the podium. Um, but uh, I'm going, like, basically the same kind of criteria I want with the Jaguars. Go get someone that can help you stop Mahomes. That's literally the only thing stopping you from winning the Super Bowl, essentially. No one in the NFC is going to win the Super Bowl this year. No offense to the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Niners. It's the Chiefs or the Bengals at this point. Like, let's just call it what it is. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, is what I uh, what I picked for him. From where's he for, out of? Uh, Maryland, I believe. No, he's a Mississippi State guy. Deontay Banks is the Maryland guy. He's yeah, Deontay Banks is Maryland. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was my bad. But no, yeah, Emmanuel Forbes, Mississippi State. Okay, all right, and let's go to the uh, Saints down to uh, to the uh, the French Quarter. Saints on the clock here. We got. After this, we only got two picks left here in the draft, oh, which actually we're doing do it. We're doing all right. We we did the draft in about uh, about fifty minutes because we spent about the yeah. first 20, 20 or so minutes for uh, well, probably about a half hour talking about about Mexico and the wolves, the wild, yeah. all Boone. different sorts of things. Yep, Boone. And uh, I have the Saints taking a corner, a guy that you thought was at Mississippi State, but actually went to Maryland. It is Deontay Banks. Four threes, a burner, uh, can play on the opposite side of uh, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, can also play him in the slot as well. I think Dennis Allen, the defensive coach he is, I think they stay on the defensive side of the ball and go with Banks. Uh, I actually – you you they got their quarterback. Uh, why not go get him some more help opposite of uh, 
Olave. I know they have Mike Thomas coming back, whatever. I don't know if he's going to be good or not. Zay Flowers. Um, Olave, Michael Thomas uh, on the outside. Zay Flowers on the inside. Like, you're looking that's, – that's a pretty formidable uh, top three wide receivers if Mike Thomas can stay healthy. Yep. Slant King. He, well, let's be real. He won't be, he won't stay healthy. <laughs> he won't stay healthy. So they have a good top two. Like, let's go with that. Yep. Which it, it's not bad to have two good receivers. I think that's a, I think if Olave takes that next step, I think it's going to just open up more for Zay Flowers yep. too. Um, and let's go to, uh, let's go up to the, uh, the city of brotherly love where the uh, Eagles, you know, they took Bijan Robinson at 10. Ethan and I both had him taking it. This is also where, you know, best roster in the NFL. I don't think it's that close, like Ethan said either. You know, also where they can kind of go luxury. They can kind of go where they can build depth, especially when you have that roster. You can, you have that, you're afforded that where you don't really have to draft off need. I have them going and building, building depth up front because that's where you win the, because I don't think you can ever have enough uh, trench depth. I think the Eagles go with Will McDonald the fourth, the edge at Iowa State, um, and just the Eagles do not miss on draft picks. They hit it out of the park every time, and that's why they've been playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I think that trend continues. Uh, this pick actually pisses me off because it fell so well to them, and it's really the only position that I think may be like an iffy spot for them. But uh, Dion Branch, the Alabama safety, that's a big position for them. Is safety Brian or- Branch. Is it Brian? I thought it was Dion. Yeah, yeah, because that's why I have the Patriots taking. Okay, yeah, as I said, I knew you had him higher than than what I did. Yeah, it is Brian Branch. I don't know why I did Dion, but uh, yeah, I th- I think it'd be stupid. I'd be pissed that they that it happened. But even then, the board always falls in favor of the Eagles. So why the fuck not? Yeah, and to uh to round out the uh first round, the the host city is on the clock here. The Defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. I have them taking um, also a, a team that's a very well-constructed roster. I could see him going receiver here, possibly quarterback. Uh, you know, Mahomes is kind of – you kind of see him on the downfall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, they're they're happy with their running backs. I think they, they'll admit that they made the mistake drafting Edwards Alaire. Um, especially with Pacheco, probably re-sign McKinney. McKinnon, I could the receiver route also could see him going offensive line as a position of need, but they also got to replace Frank Clark. And I think they they take that and they get a local guy out of Kansas State, the edge, Felix and and a DK Uzama. Northwestern, yeah. Can no Kansas State. Oh, Kansas State. Okay, I knew yep. Northwestern had some fucked up name too. He, yeah, he also has a messed up name too. I can't think of that yeah. either. But, but they're going to draft his replacement. The rich get richer, especially in a division itself. When you've got to face Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and now Jimmy Garoppolo, you you have to consistently be getting coming in guys' guys' faces all game, and. Uh, you know, they have that with Chris Jones. They got to re-sign him as well. Uh, they got the guy out of um, Purdue last year that had a good good rookie year, uh, you know, to pair with him, get, get younger on the defensive line. I think they do that here with Uzama. Um, 
I went the other side of the line. Uh, I think this is just way too good of a value pick not to take, but Broderick Jones. It's just they they every year it seems like they have someone fall in their laps and it just so happened happened again. So what else is new? Uh-huh. Broderick Jones. Where oh oh Georgia, the tackle. Yep, you had him so. you had him going way early. Yeah, yep, I had him going to the Jets. So um but yeah, so that that that's our first that's our first round. Um, we're definitely gonna make make teams smarter if they listen to us. Uh, if they follow us, they're guaranteed to at least have an above five hundred record. But the uh, that so what are you uh, you know you talked about you had them, the Vikings taking uh, taking Hooker with their first pick. Uh, who do you uh, who else do you have on the wish list of uh, players you want the Vikings to draft? I think uh, Joey Porter Jr. is up there. Um, definitely a more physical guy. Uh, can do one-on-one coverage like Brian Flores wants, uh, really needs in his system, honestly. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, I know you signed, you re-signed. Uh, Trick, I can't think of it. The center's name, I can't think of it right now. Um, but uh, I think you got to see if you got a chance to make the team better. You got you got to look at it. He's better than what? What's our center's name? How am I forgetting this? I keep forgetting names. It's not Elfline. Uh, Elf, uh, not Elfline. I I even met the guy at the Morgan Wallen concert. <laughs> uh, not Dakota Dozier. I cannot think of his goddamn name. Vikings starting center. Let's see here. This is embarrassing. Ooh. Um, uh, Bradbury. Bradbury, that's it. I was going to say Elkberry. <laughs> um, but uh, if you have a chance to – Yeah, uh, you, you go get JMS. The dude's a beast. Uh, otherwise, if all those guys are gone, go get Jordan Addison. Get a receiver. Maybe Zay Flowers because uh, Jordan Addison's probably – Justin Jefferson-esque in that that sense, but uh, go get Zay Flowers. He's a little bit different, a little bit of spice or a little different spice than than JJ. Yeah, uh, for me, um, a tight end, uh, a Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid. Uh, wouldn't mind like a guy like uh, Noah Gindorf will be a NDSU guy to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker. Uh, there's plenty of tight ends, but. I think a guy like a Michael Mayer who really fits into what Dallas wants to do offensively, who will be asked to block. Uh, it sounds like Kincaid is more of a uh, kind of a Y tight end where he's going to be spread lined up as in the receiver position more than uh, asking him to block Packers offense pretty well. Yeah. Cowboys. You mean or Packers? Cause that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope, I hope they trade everybody and the Packers have, you know they've had they've been fortunate to have like a thirty year run of two um, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I hope, it it, I it hope, would be kind of nice for them to go on a run of like thirty years of not making the playoffs. I hope Jordan Love is the second coming of Christian Ponder. Like just fucking. Sucks. <laughs> oh boy, would that be something? Oh, I would love it. Um, oh, I talked about uh, Brian Brian Breezy. That's a guy that. It, too that I would uh I would definitely like um you know I I you know I think both both the teams in the Super Bowl this year really have the uh 
kind of set set the mold of what what you need to make a deep run and it's depth in the trenches a solid solid offensive line and continuously getting ways to get pressure on the quarterback and stopping the run so i you know get another edge guy late uh you know whether it be a mcdonald or a uzama or um really whoever at this point um there's a few others out there but uh or 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 like a like a Sam Laporte or a Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft you know I mean, you could add you could probably add the edge uh to the Vikings needs especially if Daniel doesn't show or doesn't if you don't if you don't think you can get a long-term deal with Daniel soon yeah well the goal is and, and like I said, I think the edge should be on be on a need for every every team because you yeah, can never absolutely. have enough of them. Absolutely. Um. Uh. Uh. Bj you know that's another one to keep an eye on yep. too. I wouldn't would not turn him down. Um. Even or a guy like uh in the in the middle is Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. Um, okay. You know, guy that's been that was a tr- tremendous run stopper. And one of the reasons why Aiden Hutchinson went number two in the draft or uh, Mike Morris had the season that he had is Mike, Mike Morris just eating up blocks. Uh, so we got that and yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be recapping it next week. Uh, Grant should be back, um, but I don't know. I don't think I have anything else, Ethan. Uh, do you? No, I mean, no, nothing. Life's good at the moment. So no, I think we're good for now. Yeah, let's let's hopefully some good vibes only for the twins, um, and let's uh, let, let's wrap the show up and you uh, kick it over to you for curveball of the week. Um, well, we're hoping spring continues here. Let's be real; it was eighty. Like, I weeks yep, last week. I agree. Golf courses, before. golf uh, course. They're they're saying May one, hopefully. So hopefully that golf that uh, open again. Uh, they closed for. A oh, they're open now. They're open. They've been open. Yeah. Uh, they were, oh they wow! Were open that when it was eighty degrees, they were, there was a couple, or at least one. Oh really? Yeah, uh, the one across the street was. But what, like, you own a house, like you, you've done yard work. What's your favorite yard work thing to do? Ooh, I I would say I would say mowing the lawn. Yeah. Uh, you know that was when I when I still lived with my parents, and you know I was a teenager. That was that was my job. And I was something that I always made sure we, we looked good. You know, I had a whole rotation of when I was, uh, I had a whole rotation of, you know, this, we, we ended up probably mowing it twice a week in the, in the summer because of, you know, sprinkler and keeping it nice. Uh, but so like it goes straight, straight and then horizontal and then diagonal one way diagonal the other way best had the best looking lawn in the in the neighborhood so i definitely definitely mowing lawn and that's a that's a project that i have with with my house coming up is uh, i think that's going to be something is trying to get my lawn looking nice and good this year we might need to bring dana on here i mean he obviously runs the fargo parks and rec stuff so he'll know a lot about mowing the lawn so you might want yep. to, you might want to ask him about some tips. Like the dude knows. I story. might have to. We might have to have him on here. Um, I'm gonna have to have like a two hundred dollar water bill because it's yes. It's just right now it's just dirt and weeds. Yeah, but, I get that. Till it up and just replant it. Fuck it. Uh, but I have to agree. With that's you. basically what I'm gonna have to do. Yeah, I'm with you mowing. Uh, I've always loved it. 
living in apartments sucks because, well, you don't get to mow. But uh, if I'm at home, I almost try to make time to mow in the summer for my dad just because I love it that much. Okay, yeah. And, well, I – yeah, so this is the first time I've really been able to mow because uh, where I was living before when I was living with Cody, he was – that was his – that was his baby. So I never uh, never did – got to do much mowing. Um, but going to at some point get back into it here. And uh, so we both – both mowing. We're both keeping it original. We agreed pretty much for the most part. Like, A lot of yeah, I, I was impressed. So – you know, we just need that. Let's be real. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's going to happen is, and and, you know, for some of it, I hope it is, you know, I hope, I hope how we, how we Roseman just completely brain farts and completely botches the draft and the Eagles fall apart. Uh, Same thing like with the giants, Um, you know, dare I say, depending on how this, this ownership group goes with the uh, commanders, this, the, the, Washington's not even going to be a shoe in easy win anymore. No, you know it. The, the The East is getting better, and and the Giants they have a competent head coach. So, you know we we got some tough battles. Uh, and you know what? Our fearless leader Mike McCarthy is going to lead him to the promised land. There you go. Positive thoughts. Yeah. Yep. Gonna get exactly. His, get his quarterback, and he's gonna he's gonna go fuck shit up in the NFC North. Who is? KOC. He he lost his Twitter? No, no, no. He's going to go fuck shit up and get his quarterback. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I don't know why where I got that from then. I don't know. I Jeez, tried but prob- could be. Um, <laughs> but all righty. Well, that puts a bow on episode 75 of the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. Check us out on all of our social medias. We'll be posting other content content there as well we'll be posting the segments of the show on friday so you can go recap and laugh at us for how bad our predictions are uh we'll be posting on our facebook twitter instagram tiktok uh 3gtb podcast on instagram tiktok and twitter and then uh follow us on facebook as well but that wraps up this week's episode thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next week